This is a 980 CKNW podcast. 7.33 on this Sunday morning. Thanks so much for being with us. So we'll have just come through the holiday season for many people. And you might have noticed, as there generally is during the holidays, a bigger push for donations, in particular donations to various food banks. But my next guest has written about this and the fact that we can do better than that. Graham Riches is joining us on the line. He is a former director at the UBC School of Social Work. Graham Riches, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, talk a little bit, if you can. It was a tweet, I believe, from the Premier that prompted this, or at least was part of this. Uh, what was your response and uh, your your thinking when it comes to food banks? Well, I was uh, somewhat surprised, if not shocked, that uh, Premier Horgan was referring uh, people to food banks because it's always been my view since I started writing about this in 1985 when, and in the very early days, actually in 1982 when food banks first came to British Columbia, that uh, food insecurity, domestic hunger was really the responsibility of governments. And in fact, I think it's uh, really quite shameful for governments to be leaving hunger to charity. I mean, it's stigmatizing to go to a food bank. It's actually, the research has shown over the years, it's an ineffective response. Um, and what it really does is allows government to look the other way. And I think this is, this is really problematic. Um, so after all, you know, food is a basic human need. It's not a rare disease. It's a basic human need. And it's also a fundamental human right. And I think, you know, the government... Uh, uh, does have this uh, responsibility, actually obligation under international law to realize what we call the right to food. And, you know, using leftover food to feed hungry people is not actually uh, a thing that I think, it's certainly think that certainly there's a moral imperative to feed hungry people, don't get me wrong, and certainly there's a role for charity, but I don't think it's, it, it, it's an appropriate answer to a very deeply rooted problem that, that we have in in BC, in Canada, actually in many uh, wealthy countries around the world as well, particularly the US, where we, from which we inherited food banks. And at the time when they were brought out, uh, they were supposed to be temporary, weren't they? That's absolutely right. I mean, I think actually in, at that time, uh, the social credit was in power. Grace McCarthy was the Minister of Human Resources. I mean, she said, well, we don't really have this kind of problem, you know, hunger and uh, sort of in BC, but actually it, it, it was the it was the case. And yes, you're absolutely right. It, they were meant meant to be emergency. And food banks actually continue to say that they are sort of planning to work themselves out of business. But actually, over time, they've become institutionalized. And now, basically, what we've done is transfer our social safety net to um, the corporate food industry, to um, you know the the, the big. Uh, supermarkets and companies uh, which essentially now run it and I think that's really problematic because it's not accountable and it's not uh, regarded as a, as, a, as, a, as a public duty and obligation. 
Uh, how would you change things then? When we talk about the food banks and you talk about uh, using leftover food isn't the answer. Uh, they have changed a bit, though, in that uh, even public education and, and trying to tell people don't just clean out your cupboards and give the food that you don't want that's been sitting there. Uh, they really have tried to change the narrative in getting better food, more nutritious food to the food banks. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there a way to, to do that to make it uh, maybe not as stigmatized and a uh, more... Uh, accepted and a healthier option. Well, I, I mean, I think that I think it's a good question. I mean, obviously, that you know, there's a dilemma here. I I acknowledge that, but um, I think what we really have to think about is what are the reasons why people are actually going without food. Well, what the research shows, and I think what, in a sense, common sense tells us, it's actually it's a lack of income. It's it's the it's income poverty that, that that's causing this. I mean. Everybody should be, should have sufficient income in their pockets, whether it's from wages or whether it's from uh, income benefits, to go into a store like anybody else and purchase the food of their choice. I mean, I think most Canadians would regard that as as as, as, as fundamental in, in in our democracy. But I think we you know we've got away from that. So, um, and one of the things that actually has happened, and, and which governments, actually BC government hasn't done. Uh, routinely is really to to measure food insecurity to actually uh, because there is there are there is a national program the Canadian Community Health Survey which does this BC has 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 opted out in certain years so we don't we don't have an effective measure the other thing is about food banks um, is that they are an inappropriate measure of, of the scale of the problem because uh, only one in four people who are actually food insecure use food use food banks and the majority of people who use them are actually working uh, you know it, it's not simply what you might call a welfare problem it's a problem of deeply rooted poverty now you know you ask well what could be done well I think there are different things that could be done um, I think you know the government actually I think you know to, to give it its mark actually has instigated a, a poverty reduction consultation across the province which I think is beginning to take place this month so we need benchmarks, we need indicators, we need targets. I think, you know, clearly there's, there's a case, you know, we need livable wages, we need adequate benefits, um, welfare benefits, we need fair income distribution, we need a basic income. I mean, that's actually now being piloted in, in Ontario and actually in countries like Scotland and Finland and was actually many years ago in Manitoba and was seen to be sort of quite successful. So I sure... So I think that that's that's one thing. Um, I think a report has recently come out that many people who are entitled to income benefits, you know, tax credits, etc., are not actually claiming them. I mean, the, the, it came out of the Canada Revenue Agency, 174 million, which actually people are entitled to, is not being collected. We need attention to those kinds of issues. We need to fully fund school meal programs. I mean, I th- I think it's really problematic that teachers still in 2017 are going to school uh, taking food with them to feed children. I mean, this surely is, un- is, is unacceptable in our society. And I'd like to hear Premier Horgan, the NDP, actually state what they're going to do about this because this is not consistent with their you know, political philosophy about, about what should be done. 
exactly. And but but with the when you talk about what needs to be done as far as um, making sure people have money for food, have uh, decent wages. I mean, isn't it? If we're talking about families that are sending kids to school that are hungry, uh, is the issue not that that whoever the parents are uh, would need help in getting perhaps better education, getting better employment, being in a position where exactly that you can go to the grocery store and purchase the groceries you need? Yes, yeah. I mean, I I don't have a problem with that. I think though the problem that we've had in the last, uh, well, I would say you know years under the previous government is that we were always being told that you know work is the answer, right? Jobs are the answer. The problem is that it's not only yes you need jobs, but you actually need adequate wages. You know, you've got to have adequate income uh, in in your pocket because not all because uh, employment rates might be indicating that things are quite healthy, but if people are part-time employed, if they're leading precarious lives, if they're trying to cover two or three jobs, it, it's, a, it, it, it's a real problem. And so I think it, it's what, what's actually called in the literature, we need a joined approach. You know, we've got to have good income policies related to food policies and social policies and educational policies. So I think it... it to me, the fact that in 21st century British Columbia and Canada, we have significant food insecurity, you know, 4 million people uh, are deemed to be food insecure, they worry about, they have to change the, you know, the, the food they purchase, you know, cheaper foods, or they go days without hungry. And what, you know, and I haven't even talked about sort of Aboriginal populations where the problem is significantly acute. We've, we've got a major problem of, of, of inequality and social justice. And I think what I would like Premier Horgan to do is speak out very clearly about this and tell us where the NDP is going, because I actually haven't heard that. And I don't think referring people to food banks is a sufficient enough response. All right. Well, we'll have to leave it there. We'll have that other discussion another day, I'm sure. But we're out of time. But thank you so much for joining us, uh, Graham. Good to talk to you this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.